What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Headstrong Podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything from body, mind, and soul to help generate everlasting wealth in your life. I just made it up. And to be completely honest with you, I already uploaded this podcast, and apparently the audio came back very in and out, something I messed up with my microphone, so I'm going to try to re-record this, which sucks because I like doing one take for you guys. But here we go. Before I hop into this podcast, I want to ask you guys for one huge favor from me. If you've been following me on social media, you know that I just recently made like the declaration. I really wanted to say, hey, I'm going to make growing my social platforms a true priority. And I feel like over the last couple of years, my following has come very compact We've really created a tribe with incredible human beings. And if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you so, so damn much. Um, And I've just kind of prided myself on keeping it internal with all of us. But something called to me that, you know, I need to start making it a priority to get the messages out there more and just try to grow the social media. So um, if you guys do follow me, truly any like, comment, share, um, save on Instagram reels, follow me on TikTok. If you guys like the podcast, screenshotting it, sending people over to it, leaving five-star reviews, leaving a written review, it's all going to help. And we got some goals for growth this year and I can't do it without you guys. So if you guys can help me, that is my only ask from you ever. I appreciate you so, so much. Last but not least, I want to mention our podcast sponsor, Mega Fit Meals. You guys can use code NK at checkout. If you want to look good without meal prepping meals and you want to support your boy and this podcast. Now let's go ahead and dive in. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know I've been doing reels. And a new reel series that I started was 10 things that I wish I knew when I was younger, or 10 life lessons that I wish I knew when I was younger. And as I was making these, I, I just felt called to do a podcast instead. And because I just feel like they, they needed more in depth to really get the lesson than just what a reel can provide. And as I tried to think of 10, I thought of a lot more. And so I think what I'm going to do is make this a multi-part podcast. So this is going to be life lessons I wish I knew when I was younger, part one, and I'm going to go over 10 of them with you today. Life lesson number one, people are not meant to be in your life forever, but that doesn't mean they weren't meant to be in your life. And I think that this is something and I know that this is something I struggled with for so, so long holding on to friendships, relationships, family members, everything in my life that wasn't meant for me forever because I was so scared of change. And I think that we hold on to people that no longer serve us because we are so scared of somebody not being in our life forever because that means we're never going to see them again. And I think we have this notion that that means that we have to hate them or it had to be a bad falling out and really just understanding that everybody who's ever been in your life has played the role that they were meant to play up to this point. And I love Buddhism's approach to this because they basically have the notion that nothing lasts forever. Everything will end good and bad. So the point is not to make it last forever. The point is to cherish it while you have it and be grateful for the time that you are given with it and understand that eventually it is going to be time to move on. And I think that has helped me so much be so much more present in my life with people around me. And I do still struggle with this, but reminding myself that, you know, 
it's not about if if people are are your forever it's about the fact that they are your right now and just honoring that and moving with that life lesson number two mentors change the fucking game this lesson i kick myself every fucking day for not getting a mentor sooner in my entrepreneurial career i started off very cocky very i know it all very i don't need help very much around the notion that you know it's an expense that i just can't afford right now and with that i made so many expensive mistakes it's not even funny but i kept convincing myself i'm not gonna pay somebody to tell me what to do that's a scam it doesn't make any sense i don't have the money for that why would i why would i waste the extra money i have on a mentor when i'm you know want to go pop bottles and I want to buy new clothes and drive a nicer car. Well, I never, I never did any of that, but anyways, you, you get it. Um, and I, and I convinced myself I'm just going to do it on my own. And it took me about, I would say right about seven years, six and a half, seven year mark of me being an entrepreneur, having multiple businesses and everything to, to finally hit my first seven figure year as an entrepreneur. And that was the year um, after that, that I hired my first mentor. And a year after that, working with multiple mentors, my income more than doubled that next year alone. And I had to look back and go, son of a bitch, was I really missing out on that much growth that fast? And yeah, I was because mentors have already been there. Getting in mentors that have already gone through the road or are at least a couple of steps ahead of you on the road to help guide you. And like, here's the thing. If what I, if what took me seven years to do, I can teach it to you in one. That saves you a lot of time and it also saves you a lot of money. For me, time is my most valuable resource. So had I had known truly how valuable or invaluable a mentor can be, I would have probably, that would have been my first investment I ever made when I even had an ounce of extra cash. Life lesson number three. This one's pretty straightforward, but it's that you can never take back something once you've said it. I have lost a lot of friends in my life, both on, on both ends of this sentence, right? Them saying something about me and me saying something about them. And I don't think that this really needs much more explanation for that other than just understand once you say it one time to one person and it gets around that, that pain that you can cause the person you talked about it to, or the, the words like your words are set in stone for life. And that is just such an incredibly, incredibly important lesson that I feel I wish I would have learned. I did learn the hard way, but I wish I would have learned it a lot, lot earlier in my life because um, I probably would have had a lot, a lot more friends. But also everything happens for a reason. Number four, uh, this one, this one is uh, an emotional lesson for me. Um, this one comes with a story attached to it. Life lesson number four is that you can never tell someone what you needed to say once they're gone. And so the story with this is about my uncle, uh, my uncle Rick. He was my father, right? He was my father figure growing up. He was the only man I really had to look up to. He taught me how to fish. He taught me how to work on cars, you know, like the whole shebang. He was like amazing to his wife. He was, you know, just the epitome of a man and loved watching soap operas. Like it was so funny. And 
Um, a couple of years ago, my uncle Rick developed cancer and I, I, I literally got emotional on the first podcast talking about this, but, um, I, I, I withdrew when he had cancer and I told myself, you know, I don't want to be around to watch that. I don't want to see that. It's going to be too hard. Um, and that went on, I think two to three years until we finally got the news that my, my uncle Rick had passed from cancer. And, uh, at the time I didn't let it affect me. Right. It was just kind of like, oh man, um, it wasn't until a little bit later that the demons really started to come up of, of me thinking about the fact that I never was there for him and I never got a chance to really say goodbye because I was just too scared to really like be there and see him like that. And I was uh, truly, I was a coward and it haunted me for a very, very long time. I actually was very blessed to have a psychedelic experience where, um, I, I like saw him and we ended up talking and he told me he loved me and everything was okay. And that was just, it was incredibly healing. I didn't know I needed it, but the lesson there is that I always kept telling myself, I'll call him. I'll call him. I'll, I'll, I'll go visit him. And I never did. And I pushed it back long enough to the point where I was never able to again. And that, that was very hard to bear for a long time. So if there's somebody in your head right now that you're thinking about, it, it might not be that severe of a case, but if there's somebody that you're like, man, I, I probably should tell them, but you're like, no, I don't want to, you know, what if they don't, you should literally call them up. You should pause this podcast. You should call them up and you should tell them that you love them or what you need to tell them. I promise you it will be worth it. Life lesson number five. People will hate you no matter what you do. This one I learned, <laughs> this one I learned very, very quick in my entrepreneur journey, actually. Um, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you stand for. People will find a reason to hate you. And if you have a message that you're trying to convey, that you're trying to put out there, that you're trying to channel into the world to change the way that it's done or change the way people think to help them, you're going to get people who have breakthroughs and you're going to get people that get triggered. And the triggered folk are the ones who will hate you because you're forcing them to think a way that doesn't make them comfortable. And instead of accepting that they might need to change, they want to hate you. They want to tell you you're dangerous. They want to tell you you're underqualified. They want to make you feel as low as possible so that you stop making them see that it's possible for them to change. My friends, if you have a message like that, do not stop talking about it just because people hate you. Because there are 10 times more people that support you. Haters are just louder. That's their job. It's literally their job description, you guys. If you post 10 stories in a row, somebody who supports you isn't going to respond to every single one. You're amazing. I love following you. So inspirational. But a hater, <laughs> fuck you. You suck. You're ugly. Can't believe you're saying this, right? And because we get that much more, we think that there's more haters when really they're just more loud. So if I can give you anything, it's to boldly, boldly fucking speak your message 
and just know that the haters are doing the job that they are meant to do and it actually has nothing to do with you. Number seven, I'm sorry, number six, your solitude is where the answers lie. This one was so hard for me because I feared what my solitude would bring. I held on to people. I didn't want to be alone, whether that be in a relationship or with friends or with somebody, because the second I was truly alone, my demons would catch up. That, that voice inside of my head, that bully that constantly tells me how much of a piece of shit I was would catch up. So I would cling to anything and anyone that would distract me so that I wouldn't have to be alone. But it wasn't until I locked myself in an Airbnb for two straight days, no food, no water, fasted and meditated for literally nine hours straight that I was able to uncover all of these parts of me and understand why I was thinking the way that I was thinking and why triggers were affecting me and why I thought this way and why I was always so scared of this. And it wasn't until I embraced my solitude that I got real answers. And I think that we convince ourselves that the answers are going to be awful or worse than we think they are. But the second I truly just forced myself to sit in solitude, no distractions for two whole days, it turned my solitude into something so sacred. And now I, I try to carve out times in my week where I can have pure solitude to be introspective and get more answers because there's always going to be more to learn about yourself and solitude will be where those answers lie. Life lesson number seven, your triggers are not, I'm sorry, your triggers are meant to be explored, not reacted to. This kind of goes into a couple of the lessons, but when you come across something that triggers you, that makes you angry, that makes you want to fucking blow up instead of leaning into that reaction i invite you to hold withhold and go introspective and ask yourself why am i feeling this way what is causing this reaction what is causing this unpleasant feeling inside of me i do something with my clients called the why elevator and there's five floors and each one is a why and when you get to the bottom of the fifth why, you usually have a root or you're a lot closer than you've ever been because most people don't go past the first why. So a quick example of this, the way that you're saying that, or fuck you, that triggers me. Okay, why does that trigger you? Well, because you're saying that this is happening and that's ridiculous. Okay, why is that ridiculous? Well, because it makes me feel like this, this, and this. Okay, well, why does it make you feel that way? Well, because I've, I, I guess I've always, you know, heard my, my mom say it like that. Okay. So because your mom says it like that, why is it something that you have to respond to? Well, because if I didn't, then my mom would punish me. Okay. So in order for your mother to love you, you had to react this way when those types of things happened. And then it's like, wow, holy crap. I had no idea. Right. It's obviously a very blanket example, but that's why I like to go for five whys for my clients when we're going through triggers. Life lesson number eight, this one I learned very hard this year, people will drop you 
at the, at the drop of a hat, they will leave you. And the lesson is to love anyways. People will leave you. People can leave you. They can up and leave you like that. You can do everything. And I've, I've again, I've been there. You can help somebody and be there for somebody unapologetically and unconditionally for years. And they can still leave you in an instant. Love anyways. Show up authentically yourself anyways. Don't withhold how you serve people, how you show up for people, how you love people, how you provide people for people. Because I would rather get left for being who I am than get left for trying to be somebody I'm not in order to get somebody to stay. Now, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has faults. Everybody, everybody, everybody's fucked up in some way, right? And when you can continue to show up authentically as yourself and learn from your mistakes and move forward and keep showing up and keep loving people the same way, regardless of how many people have hurt you, the ones who are not the right people, the wrong people will leave you, but the right people will find you and they will pick you up. Life lesson number nine, you cannot take back what you've done. You can only choose differently moving forward. And I think a sub lesson of this is that I don't think that there is a right or wrong with things. I think that that's a label that we give stuff when really it's just decisions that have different outcomes. And I think if we can see the right and the wrong in every situation, we can come at it a lot softer. We can stop judging ourselves and we can also stop judging other people. You can't take back what you've done, but we hold on to what we've done and we tell ourselves the story that, and we hold on to that shame and that guilt and we let it plague us and we let it poison you and then you keep doing the same things over and over because you won't let go of what you've done you can't control that anymore it's gone the only thing you can control is what you choose to do differently moving forward it's not about what you've done it's not about what you're going to do it's about what you are doing right now and that is always your choice no matter what Last lesson for this podcast is number 10. You cannot make somebody love you, respect you, or see your value, no matter how hard you try. But I think that until we can love, value, and respect ourselves, we're always going to be at the mercy of forming and, and putting ourselves in a box so that we get that from other people. And when we don't get that, our self-worth goes down with it. And we choose to stay somewhere that continues to hurt us. That's This can be a, a parent. This can be a partner. This can be a friend. This can be anything. Anything that once made us feel loved, respect, and valued even if you no longer feel it anymore, 
if you don't have those for yourself fully, you will stick around in places you're not supposed to be because you're craving to get that from people. And if you don't love, respect, and value yourself, we can't expect other people to love, respect, and value you. You can't expect people to treat you any differently than how you treat yourself, see you any differently from how you treat how you see yourself. It starts with you. And that was a huge, huge lesson I wish I learned so much earlier because it caused me a lot of pain, a lot of codependency, and just a lot of shit. You can't make anybody do that. But if you love, respect, and value yourself fully, you don't have to stay around and make anybody because the person who does see you in all of those lights will find you, but not if you're hiding in a place that you're not supposed to be in because you're trying to get that from somewhere else. Those are my first 10 life lessons that I wish I knew earlier. Uh, just to reiterate, you guys, if you've made it this far, I fucking love you so damn much. If you guys thought this was valuable, if you got any takeaways, I would so appreciate just a share, a screenshot, a tag. If you haven't reviewed it yet, give it a review. Send it to one friend you think would benefit from it, and I appreciate you.